Hey friend, and welcome back to season two of the Between the Pages podcast. I am so excited that you are here and you decided to join us for this conversation today. It is in all goodness as we continue to navigate life in between the valleys and the mountaintops. Our team is so excited for this season as we have more topics, more guests, and truthfully, our team is learning alongside with you of how we can intentionally pursue Jesus in everything that life brings. We are so excited to welcome back Lakeview Covenant Church as our season two sponsor for the episode. So get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee, grab a Bible, put in your headphones, and join us for today's conversation. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Between the Pages podcast. And I am jumping over the moon right now because I have my best friend, sister, rant buddy. I tell her all my secrets. She probably knows too much about me, but hey, it's okay. We're... It's fine. Uh, I have Meg on the podcast with me. And for those of you who have been with Boldly Seeking for a long time, Meg is part of the OG team. Um, She has uh, been away for a little bit, kind of taking some time to just uh, pour into uh, her new part of life marriage that's a thing. (laughs) Mary, she's like, what is this, year two? Yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half. She's freshly married. So just taking time to focus on her marriage and um, her career out in New York. Um, And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Um, Y'all, she is full of wise words and wisdom and laughs and jokes and all the things. Y'all love her. Um, So Meg, welcome. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you, Bex. I'm so glad to be here. Just a note for everyone. I promise I'm not dying. (laughs) I have midwinter allergies so we love I, that oh yeah it's great it's the best we love that so if I sound a little gravelly or need to stop for a moment that is why but I'm so excited I'm so excited that you're here too and for those of you who uh, have known Meg and I for a while will know that we could probably talk about one topic for two hours and I promise this won't be a two-hour episode but it, it does have the potential where we might just have to split this into two you never know we'll do our best yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so Meg, I'm so excited, but for those who, um, haven't been with the Boldly Seeking since the beginning, um, just, why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you play in the role of Boldly Seeking, um, you as a human being, as the incredible human being that you are, um, and just all the fun facts. Yeah. So, um, I met Becca back when we were 15, 16 years old. Thank we you. were young. Yeah, we were young. We were young children, almost 10 years of friendship now. Um, and you, she really brought me back. I was raised in the church and I was having a kind of a struggle of life and Becca brought me back to the church. And from there, my faith life grew and our friendship grew and it's been a beautiful, wonderful thing that I'm so blessed to have. Um, you know, from there we went to college and we had our own separate lives and we both ended up back here after college, which was crazy. And neither of us really expected at all. true that is very very true like truly strange (laughs) we're like oh great we're both back in Duluth not necessarily what we wanted but we're you know it's a blessing all these blessings have come out of it um not long after we both ended up here I met my husband uh we started off our relationship about four years ago which is crazy I'm a part (laughs) of the OG Megan Jake team it is true day one it is true like I said at her (laughs) wedding I have the video on my phone on snapchat when she was 
maybe a little bit too obsessed with him right at the very beginning yeah. but <laughs> now, now it's acceptable now it's acceptable yes so yeah so that has really been there through most of the phases of my life you've seen me at my best and my worst um but the really beautiful thing was that we were together during covid um which was not you know ever in the plan of life and so and becca came to me with this idea of like i want to start a ministry and a resource to bring other people closer to God and really further the kingdom. You know, I sat there and I was like, I, I'm going to support you, whatever you want, whatever capacity, if that's just prayer, if that is like being a part of it at all, I'm totally down. And lo and behold, like a month later, we launched Boldly Seeking. And now look where it is. Like I am, my mind is blown. Honestly, it was so cool to be a contributor and to be writing for most of the beginning of it and now to see it grow and flourish and see where it's going. And the fact that you're going to be in a whole like conference, like that blows my mind. Like this was a dream. It was, it was a long standing dream that we've had just like literally since day one, we're like, we're going to have a conference. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. And now you're doing a conference. It's happening. I know it's, it's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's when we're by the time that like we're recording this, it's two weeks out from the faith in action conference and who knows where life will be at the time that this actually airs. And it's like, could, could there be another conference on the horizons? Who knows? Honestly, we pray for it. We pray. We, we do. We do. Um, and so Meg kind of, she moved out to Jersey, New York city, that area. Um, just kind of chasing after all the dreams and yeah. All joys of New York all City the and <laughs> all the fears, <laughs> all the fears, all the things yeah. um, that come out there. But I'm so uh, grateful and thankful that uh, we were able to work it out, that you've been uh, with us to the beginning. And um, even though, you know, I say this to you, I say this to Alicia, you know, you're always a part of the OG team, no matter uh, how much um, you are. Um, creating content or how much you are just being a, a support system to those who are creating content um, and being hashtag therapist <laughs> real speed like it's real yes, it's real yes, life <laughs> yes I, I love therapy um, so much but today um, kind of like talking about um, a blog post that Meg wrote back in August of 2022 so um, a little bit ago, uh, it's titled The Work of Our Hands, and I'll make sure that that blog is linked in the description so you can go back and read it. Um, but kind of the idea of the work of our hands answers the question, how many ways can we praise the Lord? And Meg, when you were writing this, there was a lot kind of going on in your life, and um, you kind of found yourself more in wanting to become more into like a prayer life but not necessarily knowing how and I think sometimes in the church we think that like prayer is like you're you're constantly like hands folded eyes closed um dear Jesus yada 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 <laughs> amen but I think there's there's a lot more that goes into prayer than just saying the Lord's prayer yeah um so can you kind of take us a little bit into what you talked about with the work of our hands why you wrote it um and then we'll kind of continue to dive a little bit deeper into that yeah so it's it's just so funny that at that time life was so tumultuous and really I was finding my release through art a lot I was doing a lot of painting a lot of drawing a lot of creating and I've realized, even now, I'm still learning. And as you were reading this to me over the phone the other day, reminding me, like, oh, yeah, this is what you talked about. I was like, oh, that was really good. Like, that was, wow, the Holy Spirit. Like, that was prayer. Writing that was a prayer. So really, in that blog, I talked a lot about how 
you know, faith is supposed to be an overarching part of your life. It's not supposed to be just reserved for church, just reserved for sitting and closing your eyes, folding your hands, praying. Faith is in action, truly. Everything you do, everything should be a testament to your faith. Um, so one of the fun things that, you know, I love to do is create and God gave me that gift, whether that's singing or writing or talking on a podcast, all of it can be used to glorify God. And really how can we lean into that and free ourselves to the idea that prayer will not look the same for everybody. It is going to be as different as your fingerprint. Like truly every individual person has to develop their prayer life, their prayer relationship with Christ. I mean, that's truly the thing I think a lot of people missed in their faith that I missed in my faith was that it's a personal relationship. And no matter how many times people tell you it's a personal relationship, it's hard to kind of internalize. It's a personal relationship. So, um, I feel like that was really the core of that blog. And it's kind of been coming back to me in this phase of life. Now things are kind of a roller coaster for me right now. We don't have to get into it and we can, we don't have to, but, um, definitely, leaning on what is prayer? How can I integrate prayer more fully into my life, faith more fully into my life and welcome Jesus into all of those cracks and crevices that I don't necessarily want to welcome him into, but that I need to welcome him into. Definitely. And I think what's super cool is I was actually, um, today I just got done doing an interview for, uh, the faith in action conference. And we had talked so, a little bit about that too. Um, but how the fact that like your prayer life doesn't have to just be praying. It can be in the way that you present yourself in the hobbies and things that you're doing. And part of how we kind of got onto this topic was um, when I was growing up, like I, I grew up in the church and the church ended ended up becoming like my biggest battlefield in a way. It was um, the time of my life where I was using the things that I was good at. I singing, playing guitar, piano, leading, everything. Like I was here probably like six days of the week. That's a fact. That 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 is a proven That's fact. That's for real. <laughs> um, like I would go to school. I would leave school a couple hours early because I didn't have class, come to church, get things ready, go back, do sports, go back to church, do my nightly stuff, whether I was working in the nursery, doing youth group, practicing for Sunday morning, that all of a sudden church and the things that I was good at became my identity, became who I am. And it wasn't until probably, I would say college, because I so rooted my identity into being a worship leader because everyone like it felt good when someone would come up and be like, wow, that was amazing. Wow. That set was incredible. You sounded great. Like you can't help but be like, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. But now it's like, okay, when someone tells me that, I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for telling me. I'm glad you were able to meet Jesus in that this morning. And that I, I'm not doing this for me and I'm not doing this for my earthly, my earthly goals. I'm doing this for the heavenly goal that I will be able to worship with you in heaven one day and that you get to meet Jesus in the upper room. And so this idea of talking about hobbies, like that was a big hobby of mine, but it wasn't until college that I realized it's like, okay, like I'm not using my, what I'm good at and my hobbies and my interests to glorify Jesus. And that's a hard thing to realize. It's a like, very hard so thing tough. to realize. And it I didn't realize it until 
um, I was reading my Bible and I was like, God, like I actually stepped away from leading worship. I stepped away completely. Like after I didn't make the worship team at school, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't know what else you want from me, God. Like I thought this was it. And it was in that moment, God was like, here's the thing is like, you're using what you're good at for you. You're not using what you're good at to glorify me. And it wasn't until I read the verse, which is not my life verse, 1 Peter 4.10, which talks about each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as a faithful steward of God's grace. And using, that's when I was like, okay, I'm not using the things that I'm good at to worship Jesus. Deep. I have been there. I have been there. I literally, like, that's where I kind of am now. Like, I realized, I was like, what am I struggling with so much? Because we always feel like, don't hide your gift under a bushel. Like, God gave you this gift. You're supposed to use this gift. And like, for those who don't know, I'm a singer. Um, I sing at my church. I sing in our little, if you can call it a choir, it's typically just two of us. And then like at holidays, it's bigger. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sl- slightly dying. Um, but I sing in the choir at church and I would just get this anxiety in my heart and it's been there my whole life. And it's not that I ever like you, like you never had a conscious like selfishness about what you were doing. And neither did I either. I just wanted to be perfect. Like everything was like, it has to be perfect. Like I didn't want to play violin in front of everybody. If it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to play piano in front of everybody. If it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to sing a note. If I was not sure it could not come out perfectly. I overthink everything. If you don't know this about me, you will now. I overthink everything. Amen to that. Everything. Cheers to the overthinkers. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like it is a disease. Uh, but I realized I'm up there on Sunday mornings. I'm in the choir loft. Nobody can see me. I'm up there. I'm ready to sing. And I'm just feeling this anxiety. Like I can't breathe. And like my mouth is dry. I was like, what is going on? What is happening here? And so every Sunday I started praying before the first note I sang just, I offer this to you, God, I offer this to you. This is not for me. Let this not be for me, but for you and to glorify the kingdom and to help bring people closer to you, to let this be a tool for your message and what you want for the world. And wow, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. Like the whole day felt different. It was easy to sing. It was joyful to sing. I felt this peace within me and I really felt like I was worshiping God. It felt like I'm not like participating in worship. I'm worshiping. Like it was a true offering and it's just, it's so strange. So I definitely, definitely relate (laughs) to that feeling of like, whoa, Ooh, something is wrong. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's kind of that heart check. And like, here's the thing is like, yes, we're using singing and, and music as our kind of way that we, relate to this but it could be in like your sports or art or whatever but it's also like you can do the things that you like to do like I love photography and you bring up this really good question in um, your blog it says why do my passions and my prayers have to be mutually exclusive answer they don't God gives us gifts and talents for a reason whether your hobby directly focuses on God or not using your gifts does do him glory Like what you, you can pray on what you paint, listen to worship music while you work, interpret a Bible verse or story with your art. Like there's so many different ways that you can worship God with what you like to do. Like for me, I love photography. I love creative photography. And I was just showing you some of my pictures. Like I love creative photography that shows emotion. And 
one of my pictures from last night was just like this concept of like you know people people see me as someone who like has their life together and like is a believer and a christian and is a businesswoman and that's what i'm known for but i had like these tear streaks too of like it can also still be really hard and sometimes people don't see that and it's hidden and it, it it comes out sometimes when you're like, I'm at my rock bottom. But what's the thing that's still there in your rock bottom is still Jesus. Like I love creating photography and like pictures and emotions. And it's like that still worship, worships Jesus in a way because it's like, okay, look at this picture and how it interprets who Jesus is. That even in the darkest times, like he's still very present. Very. And it's like that he wants to be there through that. You know what I mean? Like. The times we think we should be praying, like, we're, we're like, oh, my gosh, I need to feel these feelings. Oh, my gosh, I'm crying. No, be praying. Like, <laughs> offer it to him. Like, take all of that and just offer it. Like, he wants it all. If we're withholding part of ourselves from him, like, that's not a real relationship. Like, think about if you were dating somebody and they just, like, didn't tell you about half of their life. Like, think about the times that you struggle. I feel like I struggle right now in this season more than I'm rejoicing and that's okay like we go through those seasons so it's like if I just hid that from God and I wasn't creating and offering and praising and worshiping giving that all to him I mean what am I doing like I would expect I would expect my husband to tell me if he had like I don't know like a deep desire to be an underwater basket weaver. Like, I don't know. I can't even think of something right now. Like that's the first thing that that's came to my head. Creative. But you know what I mean? Like if there was like something that he wasn't telling me about himself and like the true core beliefs of his heart, like, and the things that he was going through, like if he just didn't tell me that he was having a really hard time, I would feel really hurt and really sad. And we've been there like in our growing pains through engagement, which I think we talked about a little bit in another study. Yeah, um, we did. We, I feel we like did. we definitely unpacked that. I mean, like he had some trouble and he he didn't want to tell me about it. Like he was just struggling through work and through a new change in a phase in life. And he we just didn't really talk about it. Um, and when we did, I just remember feeling sad that we didn't talk about it sooner because there were some things that were hard for me to hear of like, oh, like I feel like I should have been called on to be better and more receptive and understanding. But I was more sad that I didn't know. And I just think about like, how often does Jesus mourn? How often does God look down upon us and like mourn that we don't share our whole heart? So, and that I, ca- yeah, that was kind of tangenty, but that was, that was good. That was good. This is good stuff. But I told you this could be a two hour episode. I wasn't kidding. I wasn't kidding at all. But I think like going along that, like what you said of like, you know, Jesus mourns when it's like where he's, you're not letting him into his life. Like the challenge of the work of our the work of our hands. Yeah, yeah. I got that right. The oh, work yeah, of girl, our hands. <laughs> I was like second guessing myself there for a second. Was like this idea that you can bring Jesus into every part of your life. Like, and how, how do we do that? Well, if you like to run or bike, like you can listen to worship music. Meg, for you, like you're in the busyness of New York City and life and all the things. Like how have you tried to, and I know that you said that you're in like a season of just kind of change and challenges, But I still think that there is an element of bringing Jesus into every aspect of your life. So for you, where have you kind of like been intentional about like, okay, I'm going to surround my day around Jesus rather than Jesus around my day? Yeah. So a big thing, a really nice and easy thing, being in a city 
you're on the train a lot. You're not driving. You don't have any distractions. So, I mean, like a lot of people do this anyway, driving, but like I would listen to a podcast. I was listening to Bible in a year for a while. And now I just listen to Christian music and music that glorifies God. I've listened to like, I'm trying to think of what it is. It's like some, some like Catholic choral music. I'll listen to that too in the morning, start my day in that mindset of like, this is for God. This is for him. No matter if I was late getting out the door, no matter what happened before, like this is, this is for him and starting my day off that way and making sure in the moments where I'm like, oh, like oh, I'll just listen to whatever, like I'm feeling moody and I'm like, no, this is the, this is the time that I should be spending this time just being quiet and listening and not playing a game on my phone or anything. Cause that's a very common like trap to fall into when you're on the train. You don't want to look around. You don't want to see anybody. You don't want anyone to see you. You're just kind of sitting there. Um, like I want to be in my own little corner. <laughs> literally here. like leave me in my own little corner. Um, but really taking that time to be intentional and just have no distraction, just listen. I know where my stop is. It will tell me where my stop is. I'm going to listen and be present as well as like remembering to pray publicly if like before meals. Like I am no longer afraid to like pray before meals. I don't care where I am. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, if people are uncomfortable with it, like I'm willing to talk about it, but I care more if I've pr- thanked God for my meal than just kind of eating it because I'm ashamed and those are like two small things but now on like the days where I'm not working um I make sure to have intentional time to journal and to pray and that time can go from oh it's a half hour like I've got a half hour before I have to be somewhere I'll do that or it can be like over the course of multiple hours I'll sit down and I'll read and I'll journal um and I'll really think about the verse Alicia the third member of the original crew she gave us these beautiful journals that have bible verses on them and I'll pray and meditate on that verse on where my life is at um I've been inviting other people to pray which has been really great and really fulfilling and especially when you get a yes it feels really good to be like oh my gosh I'm this is spreading into my community um so I've been making sure to make intentional time for that as well as you know sitting with Jake and reading and praying together making sure we take time to pray together as a couple and then I think like just throughout the day, making sure I'm having an intentional mindset of like, this is an offering. This is this, what I'm doing is an offering. I'm dusting. It's an offering. I have allergies because I dusted. It was an offering. It's an opportunity to offer it to the Lord. The fact that I did that and it happened and now we have a little peace in our home. You know, it's all, you see the fruits come out when you really put the offering through everything you do. Absolutely. And with that going along with what you said, I think too when it comes to when it comes to prayer, like knowing that you don't actually have to like sit and be like, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. It could just be like you talking. Yeah. Like I th- find so many times like I'm sitting in my office at work and I'll shut the door. And I think some people are like, oh, she's having a bad day. But it's like, no, I just like <laughs> need to like vent to Jesus really fast yeah. and like just like pray and like ask him for peace or guidance or wisdom because it's an awkward day. And I just feel un like unsettled by that. Yeah. And um, and so even if it's like something as simple as that or like what with whatever you're doing and I love this analogy and I, I use it with my middle school girls all the time at youth group and it's. It teaches, it, it teaches, but it also helps become more aware of seeing Jesus in the everyday of in the morning, pray, like ask God to show you the blessings of the day. Um, in Proverbs 16, nine, it says that we always follow our own steps, but the Lord has already gone before and established 
or steps before. Uh, this idea that God has already gone before in our day. But the biggest thing is to be aware of where have you seen Jesus show up in your day. And so praying to Jesus to be like, hey, God, like, I just want to see you today. Like, help me to see glimpses of your heart and your goodness and your faithfulness in today and leave those roses behind. And as you're going throughout your day, whether if it's a smile with a friend, a good conversation, um, you had a really good day at work, like what someone paid for your meal, like whatever it is, you paid for someone else's meal, like you had that that push or that inkling to do so. Like all of these are roses where God has already gone before and is like, you like find me in this moment and with whatever you're doing. And or if it's like you painting or you journaling or doing photography or on the soccer field or the curling sheet I was just watching curling today so um but like in all of that there's there's something that God has already gone before and he's placed in that moment for you to find him and so to be aware of that and as you're going throughout your day you're collecting all of these roses all of these little blessings that God has for you that he showed up in your day so at the end of the day you have this bouquet of roses that you can give back to Jesus and say thank you thank you for showing up and I think the beautiful part of this blog that you have is this idea that it's like there's no wrong way to do this like there's no wrong way to pray and bring prayer into your life as a lifestyle rather than just like a five minute moment yeah the wrong way is to not do it that's right that's, that's the wrong, wrong way, way. <laughs> is to not even try right and like in remembering that like by you Building your prayer life and building your relationship with God around this idea of having conversation and seeing Jesus and everything and asking those questions and uh, worshiping him with everything that you are and thanking him for what you are like that continues to build your relationship and your love for Jesus that you continue to long and thirst for more and more of who he is to know more of his heart. And I think that is so beautiful. And it's like and I'm sure like you and Jake, as you guys were getting to know each other too like as you got to intentionally ask those questions and build that relationship and to um build your life together like you become more and more intrigued about the person of like yeah. wanting to know more and more of who they are oh yeah that's real like it's, oh it's, i know yeah. i've I've, wa- <laughs> I've walked through that with you guys i'm the, th- I'm the third wheel I, i've been the third wheel die hard but we love it we love that you're a third wheel yes we couldn't ask for a better one I, I think love, I'm pretty great. Rebecca. I think I'm pretty great. <laughs> but like it's it's the same concept even with relationships. It's like you don't build your relationship around just like, yeah, I'm just going to like ask you like very superficial questions and it's like Oh yeah. I'm sorry but no. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously. I I don't want that in my life. Like I want someone to take a genuine interest in me and when we bring prayer into our life as a lifestyle, we are taking a genuine interest in bringing Jesus into our every day into whatever that may be in all of our hobbies and being like, God, this is me worshiping you with what I, what I have, because I can't do any of what I'm doing, anything of what I'm doing without you. My love of photography or my, my passion for photography, my passion for music, my passion for boldly seeking didn't come from just me. It came from Jesus. And Jesus is like, I'm going to give you the tools to go and cultivate a community to further my kingdom on earth with these passions that I have for you. I just got chills. Ugh. It's so crazy. It's so crazy that we're doing this. What is happening? What is life? Sorry, y'all. It's just like it's hitting me. Like, wow. Oh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, where we man. have deep conversations. Woo! It's real, though. Through him, like, everything. 
it's so cheesy, but through God, all things are possible. And it's true. And it's like, you see the more you invest and you offer, you see more how good he is. Like it's impossible to see like, oh my gosh, like he's the worst. Cause that's not, that's not a thing. Like I feel bad even saying that. Like you, you, you can't like, you can find that out about people because we are flawed, but he is perfect. So Amen. think about how cool Amen. that is. Like, whoa, you get to find out more about a perfect person who loves you perfectly. It's the best. Right. That's so good. And so Meg, something that we do on the podcast is we kind of like wrap up each episode is I always ask, um, we, we, we give challenges to the listeners um, or the watchers if you're watching on YouTube. Um, whatever that, that challenge may be. It may be a, ref- a reflective challenge. It may be a physical challenge, a mental challenge, a spiritual challenge. What In the concept of bringing Jesus into your everyday as a lifestyle of prayer and worship, what is a challenge that you would want to give people who listen to this episode or watch this episode to carry with them throughout the next week? That's a good one. I was not prepared for that. Sorry. <laughs> I should have been prepared gotcha. for that. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. Um, it's going to be a little wordy, but bear with me. Like the, the truth of it is going to be m- more condensed. Um, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I would say. Mm. Oh, shoot. I had it and it left me and it was good. It was a good one, too. Dear Jesus, a dear Jesus, help please me bring back Meg's Please thought. bring back the thought that left my brain. Um, honestly, I would say, here it is, it's coming back to me. Um, I guess the heart of the whole message is that we're trying to bring Jesus into all parts of our life. So I would say, really think about the ways that you're putting other things ahead of your relationship with Jesus and not to like shame yourself or to feel ashamed by us. Please do not feel shamed by us. We've been there. We're we're still there. We're still there. We are, we are growing. We're learning. We are not all knowing and perfect. Um, but I would say, think about those things and pray on those things and offer those things, like offer those areas where you're putting like, Oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, Oh, I've got to run off to do this thing. I've got to do this thing. Think about the reasons that you're doing that and offer that up. Try and, you know, move forward in a way that brings faith into all parts. It's like, I use this analogy a lot when I'm talking about marriage, (laughs) but this works for any relationship. It's like when Peter was flailing in the sea and he needed Jesus' help to get pulled out. Like, bringing Jesus into all parts of your life does not make it necessarily easier but it means that you've got someone there to help you. Like if you are flailing, you have someone there who's always in your corner and always supporting you. So no matter what, it's a good thing to offer it up. So I think, you know, instead of being flailing and being like, oh, I've got, I don't have time. I don't have anything to do. Try and take steps toward reaching to Jesus's hand and help letting him pull you out of the water. Um, so really pray on those things. Think on those things. Meditate on those things. Do your, do the work of your hands to offer those things to the Lord and see what comes of it. I promise it will be good. I promise it may not make sense, but it will be good. <laughs> That's so good. And we were talking about Peter flailing in the sea. It reminded me, and this is probably honestly is going to be a whole other podcast episode, but it reminded me of a devotional that I was reading to the team at our annual meeting in January. And it was talking about how like in that moment with the disciples in the boat and like, 
it's a little bit different from Peter flailing in the sea, but when the, like, Jesus called me in the storm, like, and the disciples, like, saw him walking in the water, like, Jesus' intention was to, like, just walk past them. Yeah. Like, that was his intention. Now, that necessarily wasn't, like, the p- full intention of it all, but it's when the disciples called out and reached out for help that Jesus came into the boat with them. Like, reach out to Jesus, like, even when you feel like he's not there and he will come to you. Like he, he will meet you where you're at, wherever you are at. That's real. I mean, honestly, like Satan is a liar and he will tell you that you're alone, but you are not alone. You are never alone. You're never alone in like the least creepy, most awesome way you could possibly imagine. You are never alone. Amen to that. And I would say my challenge uh, to you all as well is to take the time to reflect like, what are the things that I like to do and how can I give God the glory in this? It doesn't have to be a public thing, like a public display of God's glory, like being on a worship team and like maybe you're good at singing and that's what you want to do. But maybe it's just art or you like to draw or create something or you're into sports. Like how can you glorify Jesus through that and how can you bring Jesus into that with you? And Maybe take the next week and pray the prayer of Jesus help me to see you throughout the day and collect those roses and just kind of see like how much more that you see Jesus in your day when you're intentionally and actively looking for him and looking for those roses that he has placed in front of you in your day. Amen. Amen. Well, (laughs) this episode was so deep. I loved it. Meg, (laughs) thank you so much. I I feel like we can have these conversations for hours and hours and hours. Um, But it's such a joy to be able to share something like this with you and just a dream that I've had for a long time that you have been a part of since the very beginning and to see us here right now of a podcast episode like who knew? Who Who knew? knew? Who knew almost three years ago that this would be where we were at? So thank you again. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for you to be back on the podcast again so soon and whatever that topic may be, but I do know it's going to be so good and so deep. So thanks so much, Meg. Thank you for having me.